We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm ready, Brian, because this is the Irish Breakdown Podcast, and it is time to jump into a really fun topic, Brian, because we have kind of teased this one a little bit sure. here and there about what is an ideal Notre Dame schedule. And We've got a couple ideas we're going to throw at you, and we didn't share our ideas with each other, and I think mm-hmm. that that is really smart because I'm very curious to see what you came up yeah. with because I was having trouble with my 12th game, Brian, to be honest with you. I yeah. could have gone a couple different directions with it. Um, and then we're also going to talk about in a ideal world and Notre Dame is an actual independent, what would a 12 game schedule look like if you take out the five ACC schools? So I think that is also a very intriguing topic and maybe even a show all by itself. But, um, we're, we're going to start with what does the schedule look like under the current mm-hmm. agreements that Notre Dame has and what it looks like with the five ACC schools that they are contracted to play. And that's mm-hmm. over. Do they have an end to the ACC contract, or is it kind of in perpetuity? I think it's like 2035. Okay. And I just want to make sure, too, because we were having some sound issues. That's what kind of got us started late. Can everybody? I just want to make sure that everybody can hear me. Is my volume all right with everybody? But I believe 2035 is when okay. the, the schedule is supposed to end. 2035, 2036, somewhere around there. Still, when, it's a long ways away. Is when the contract saying. ends. Yeah, it's going to be going on for a while. So barring <laughs> like just there being it, just this massive shakeup of college football where like certain deals are negated, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's like a Notre right. Dame signs with somebody or the ACC does something and the current deal is gone. I mean, there's all types of things that could kind of happen which is what, what, why we're going to do the second part of the schedule, which is let's say the ACC thing goes away and then what we do. But it kind of felt silly to only do that because the reality is, is if we're going to do this in somewhat of a realistic manner of what we'd like to see, we can't just pretend that the ACC thing isn't happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can't pretend, unfortunately. <laughs> but like <laughs> fortunately, I mean, I'd <laughs> like to. Yeah, people have their opinions about the ACC tie-ins. I get that, but um, we are dealing with five ACC schools, and so that that leads kind of to okay. There's a lot of people that love the Miami series. They they love you know all of these different, but those are ACC schools, right? They right. love the Florida State series. 
you can't really say that that needs to be an annual series because that's going to be a rotation with the ACC school. So that throws that whole conversation out the window, right? Yeah. And the other problem with that too, Vince, is, is the ACC schedule isn't, they're not even just scheduled to play ACC games to like 2035. The games that they're going to play are already set. Right. So it would require some negotiation. Like one thing I would do is, is I would have said to the ACC, hey, listen, you know, we're going to play five games against you every year, but two of those blocks have to contain one of these teams, right? So right. like we want Miami or Florida State in one block right? Like one of those two. I get you. And, and, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, cause I actually have that for my, my other schedule kind okay. of thing where it's like, maybe it's Miami, a Florida state, a Clemson sort of rotate those three teams in one block. And then in the other block rotate BC Pitt and Syracuse. So you're always getting that Northeastern game. You're always right. getting that Southeastern okay. game against one of the powerhouses. And then the rest can be, you know, the, the Carolinas kind of thing. And you know something like that. I would. I wish that they would do something like that if they sure. let's say they re up past twenty thirty five or whatever. That would be an interesting way to go with it as well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's let's kind of jump into this. So so it's it's kind of a uh, it's like in court, you know, when you everybody kind of agrees. You got five ACC schools, right? So we can all agree that that's a thing that's happening. So we've got seven games to play with, and and how mm-hmm. we want to go about it. So why don't we start with the traditional yearly rivalries? Okay, yeah, right now many? they have three. Right? right, they've got Navy, they've got USC, they've got Stanford. Did okay. you just go three? Yeah, I did. Okay, that's, that's how, pretty cool looking. I didn't. I was like, that's I how what? I used to give signals when I was okay, a catcher. I was like, what the you, heck? Because sometimes pitchers can't see because it like hides. <laughs> it just kind of threw me off. I was probably kind of cool. Sorry. I don't know if you're like throwing me like random like help signs or gang <laughs> signs or I know what you're throwing at me. Like it's like secret code. Like I'm I'm actually being held against my catchers will. Are weird okay, man, I'm weird. Make I sure. can't. It's all I can't good. help it. It's all good. <laughs> so, so how many rivals? Right. So like we got that's, three I think, rivals, the first part right? of it. But but how many would you like to have? I think gotcha because there's two ways to look at it, Vince. 
there's the five ACC games, and then every other conference is playing like eight to nine opponents, right? Right, every year. And so there's some of the schools are talking about moving up to nine. Like the ACC is right now at eight. There's other leagues that are at eight. They're talking about moving to nine. So does Notre Dame stay at basically eight regular opponents, five ACC, three rivals, or do they up it to four? I think those are conversations that would be fun, that would be kind of part of this as well. I stuck with three for this part okay. of the conversation. Okay. In the second part of the show, I'm going to go to four. Oh, interesting. So, yes, very interesting. Okay. But without the ACC. Okay. But with the ACC – because I, I feel like four every time rivals makes it really challenging to put together uh, any kind of variety with the next three, unless you're just going to play twelve really good teams every year, basically, right? Or twelve power five teams plus or eleven power five teams plus Navy every year. So I went with three. Okay, rivals. I only have two. So okay, so I'm, you, I'm, I'm, let me hear. Interested to see who your third one is. Because who is I, your two? Because I, I feel think like we both agree we're going to. We both we agree to... we're going to drop Stanford, right? Yes. I mean, that's 100%. That's so that leaves me with USC and Navy. So those right. are my two. Okay. And I'm fine with those being the only Interesting. two. Interesting. See, I yeah. thought I thought you would add Purdue. I thought you I... would have argued to add Purdue as a regular cuz my third is Michigan State, right? Okay. So I and I've I've made my I've made my mm. opinion known on that. I think there's a I, I like the history, the tradition of the Michigan State Notre Dame rivalry better than the Michigan one. Now look, Notre Dame and Michigan had some great games in the 80s and 90s, but I just have never – I've never respected that as a rivalry. It's right. more of just I hate that program, <laughs> right? Right. And sorry, Antoine, my guy. I just it, – it's just the reality of it. But I've just never really valued that rivalry much, to be honest with the events. Sure. I've always respected the Michigan State rivalry a lot more. And they've had some great games as well. But I would add – and I've come around on this, Vince. You know, I used to be like – Screw the Big Ten. I don't care about playing the Big right. Ten. Right. But if we're being, you know, take the fan out of it and just try to look at it practically of, like, what would make sense, I do think there's value to having a Big Ten team on your schedule every year and a good Big Ten team, which is also part of the reason I went with Michigan State over Purdue. There have been times when Purdue has been better, but historically Michigan State's been the better program. So you're guaranteed – not guaranteed. You have a greater chance of having a better third rival as opposed to Purdue where they may have a run here and there, but they're just not consistently going to be as good, in my view, as what Michigan State is going to be. Okay. I So I kind of replaced your every year Michigan State, which I don't really have an issue with. I enjoy when Notre Dame plays Michigan State, and for all the reasons that you just mentioned, I just have Big Ten. Like I, I do want them to play a Big Ten team. And Makes sense. I think – I think Notre Dame can be selective about who they choose so that it's not, you know, Maryland right. or, you know, somebody that that's a waste of time to play. Okay. Um, so so you would have you would have a deal where basically you would have a, a smaller group of schools. Who like, would uh, so obviously Michigan State would be in that group, Purdue would be in that group. Who else would you and what uh, would it be like a rotating like home and away, home and away, home and yep, away? Exactly. Like two year deals, right. you know, essentially so you play home and away. And they don't even have to be back to back per se. Yeah. Either. That's what I was gonna ask. Could it be yeah. like a thing where like, you know, you have home home away away like maybe you don't play the right. back-to-back years okay that's interesting right. yep kind of sprinkle them in but yeah i mean the group would be like michigan state purdue i would have no problem playing wisconsin i would have no problem playing like penn state because i think mm-hmm. there is some history to the penn state rivalry right i don't think i would put ohio state on that in that list uh yeah. i know that it's a it could be a big there's game there's just no North. history there exactly the, right there's and just no history there if you're gonna play them play them in the playoff. You know what I mean? I have no problem right. with that being the case. Um, and it's not necessarily anything against Ohio State, but I just don't feel like they belong on Notre Dame's schedule on a regular basis. Sure. So I would not have them there. So, yeah, that's kind of the group. I, maybe throw out Iowa in there. 
but they don't really have a tradition with Notre Dame per se. A Northwestern, I would not have a problem mm-hmm. with. I know that they're a lower tier Big Ten school, but their uh, makeup of an academic school, I have no problem with as well. So I would I would add them mm-hmm. into that group as well. So kind of a, just a handful of, of Big Ten teams that I would rotate through, and that would be yeah. one of the games of the year. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on responding to that because I actually that's part of my I thought other it might be. schedule. Yeah. So for me in this part, I just went with Michigan State as yeah. it. now. What I'd be open to in this scenario is a smaller rotation of Big Ten teams. Okay, like much smaller than what kind of what you're referring to. So that way it'd be like Michigan in, in over a ten year period, you'd played Michigan State maybe four to six times, and then a two and two against. Northwestern, two against Penn State, two against Michigan, and then back to Michigan sure. State or something like that, you know, depending on if you're doing four to ten or maybe four, 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 something like that. Okay. I would want Michigan State to be on there more than anybody else. So I'd be, I'd be like, if That's we were fair. sitting there kind of coming to a schedule conclu- decision and you were adamant, I don't want to play Michigan State every single year, I'd say, okay, well, then we're going to do it this way. We're going to, yeah. You have them on for four to six, and every decade they'll be on for four to six. So they'll go six and then two and two, and then six and two and two, or four and then two and two, and then four and then two and two, something like that. Okay. Uh, I'd be want to discuss that. And then just what whoever, if the years we're not playing Michigan State, play another Big Ten team, but it would be a smaller group like Purdue in your, in your scenario of like of the current schedule. It'd be like yeah. Purdue, Penn State, Michigan, and Northwestern. That would be it. That'd be it for me. So I would just kind of rotate those guys. And I know there's like a lot of other cool things like Wisconsin and Iowa and Illinois and teams like that. But for me, it would be a smaller group of schools that Notre Dame has some level of of history with. So uh, while Vince continues that conversation, so we have the rivals down, USC and Navy. And then would be my two plus Michigan State. Vince would only have two. I think the other, the other part for me would be I would want to have, I think you have to have a gimme game on the schedule. I think you have to have a situation where you're, you've got an opponent that you just know you're going to dominate. That's going to be on the schedule early in the year. So a Mac school, now that the FCS thing is the can of worms is opened. If it's going to be that, I would not do that very often. It would be very, very small options. I would have an independent school mixed in there, you know, Liberty, New Mexico state, you know, UConn maybe might be a better option uh, as Sunbelt team, a conference USA team there. Just having one of those teams come up to play you uh, at home, I would never go to their places. I also, I also kind of like the idea of having a – so that's five. That's eight for me. That would be the ninth game. My tenth game would be uh, just kind of a quality opponent. You know, just some, some – some, try to find something that's not like a big-time opponent. Uh, try to find something that's not, uh, you know, playing Michigan up here and then playing Clemson down here. But I would want to have something that's more of a – like a low-level Power Five, I don't really care which conference it's from. Maybe you can get your second Big Ten, Big Ten team in that way. You know, in Indiana, somebody like that, a Vanderbilt. You know, just a lower-level team that that traditionally is an easier win, an AAC team, or a Mountain West team. So these are quality opponents, but not necessarily really, really tough opponents. Would kind of be where I would go with that one. So, you know, like you could say Boise State, but like somebody in the chat had talked about Boise State, Tommy Guns. Like Boise State does nothing for Notre Dame. So that's why you got it. You know, but it, so to me, it would be if you're going to play a Mountain West or something like that, I would, I would have it be more, someone that's more, makes more sense geographically, a, a San Diego State, a Fresno State, something like that. 
Uh, I would have it something more along those lines. I think it'd be a good opponent. I like the idea of sort of a lower level power five would be more in my wheelhouse or something like an AAC team would be more in my wheelhouse. So five ACC games, three rivalry games, one gimme game, and then one kind of low level quality opponent. So it's not like a, like Cal. Cal would be this year's version of that, right? They don't stink, but they're also not real good. And then that would get me to 10. And then it gets down to your last two spots of, of, um, kind of where you're going to, you know, where you're going to go with your last two spots. And that's where some of your quality games need to come okay. from. So that's my, that's how I got to 10 Vince. So okay. I'm not sure how much of that you heard, but. No, uh, I, I heard, I, it was a nice recap and I appreciate that. I, so I was a little bit more vague, I think in, in, you know, kind of my slots, I guess. So I had, you said one gimme game. I, I I had I had Mac, you know, one Mac team. I have no right. problem with being a Mac. I went team. like Mac, FCS, one right. of UConns or UMasses, something like like you some know, game you just know like exactly. We're just you have to have that, I, and I have no too. problem with that, you know. And so I, I put one Mac, but I would definitely be open to other types like, of schools, like an Old Dominion from Conference USA, right? And it's always a home game, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. You're paying them to come. I mean, that's right. that's that's a pay game. I mean, and it is what it is, right? Uh, and I have no problem with that one. You're paying I, for a win, basically. Exactly. And I have on there one West Coast game, right? So, so I'm dropping Stanford. And when Notre Dame plays USC at home, well, then I do want to get back out to the West Coast somehow. So we kind of talked about this yesterday, yeah. I think. You know, a Utah, uh, an Oregon, a Washington. Yeah. It could be a Pac-12 team. I have that on there, too. I just haven't kind of gotten to the to the to what I'm going to do with the other Power Fives yet. So. Because yeah. what I did was I went five ACC games, three rivals, the gimme, and then just sort of the lower quality opponent. And then I have two spots left, and one of them would be a Pac-12. So okay. we're on the same page there. Like yeah. I do like the idea of a second West Coast game. It would always be opposite of where yes. you're playing USC. Exactly. So if you're at USC at home, you're playing at the West Coast team. Yep. I, just to me, I think you got to be careful with it because there's some West Coast teams. There's just no value in playing. Sure. Like I, there's no interest in playing Oregon State. None. Right. And, and I like what Jonathan Smith is doing with that program. But number one, the state of Oregon just doesn't produce a ton of talent. And again, that Notre Dame's had some kids. Obviously, Ethan Johnson was from there, and 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 Braden Lindsay is from there. But it's just not a state that consistently produces the kind of right. players you feel like. Man, we got to get in there and get those guys. Compared to like a Washington. So Oregon would be on there because they're sort of a national program right sure. now. They have a brand. They're a brand. Washington would be on there. Washington State would not be an option. I just see no value in playing Washington State, in my opinion. UCLA would be on there. Cal would be on there. And I would occasionally play Stanford. I have no problem playing Stanford. I just am not, not playing them year. regularly. Yeah. Uh, Cal would be on there. I w- Here's one I wanted to ask you about, Vince. Okay. Like Colorado would be on there, but but probably at the lower priority right now because mm-hmm. they're just not good. Mm-hmm. If they start getting better again, then there's more value to that. But Colorado just doesn't produce a ton of players. Utah, right. same. I just don't know what value there is in playing Utah other than you're playing a good football team and it helps build your playoff resume. Right. But I would try to focus more on teams that not only help do that, but also get you out in front of an audience that you want to see. So like UCLA is that for me. Cal could be that for you. Stanford, Washington, definitely is near like the top Washington. of my list. I, uh... Here's the one, though, that I, if five years ago I would have been like, dude, you're insane for wanting to play in Arizona. Like, there's, it's just not a huge state for talent, blah, blah, blah. But it has changed dramatically the last five, six years. There's so much more talent coming out of the state of Arizona that, that, would, that, that the two Arizona schools have gone way up my list of schools that I would say I'd consider having them part of my Pac-12 rotation as well. I mean, 
I think, I mean, Benjamin Morrison, you're talking about Notre Dame wants Elijah Page in this class. You got Tosh Baker. Like, they're getting Cole Luke was from Arizona. There's some other kids from Arizona they wanted but didn't get. Obviously, Anthony Lucas last year. So that state's producing way more players, and there's a lot more value now for me to get down to Arizona than there would have been. Like, if you'd have told me you got to play in Arizona, I'd like even maybe three, four years ago, I'm like, Vince, come on, dude, be serious. Like, you just want a trip down to Arizona in the fall. That's yeah, all. Right. <laughs> but that's completely changed, you know. And it's not about them being great programs. It's about you getting the University of Notre Dame's presence yes. in the state. 100%. And that makes sense. I, I totally get yeah. that. I, and I trust your word when it comes to recruiting. And if that's a growing hotbed, then, yeah, you want to have a presence down there. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That would be fine by me. And that would that would fall under my one West Coast team. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? That. Just that Pac-12 yeah. kind of footprint yeah. out there. I think it's got to be Pac-12 though, because I don't. Okay. I think that the I think the Fresno has to kind of fall into that you know quality opponent, but not real strong. Like I don't think just Fresno and then not playing a Pac-12 could get you into where okay, you're you're playing a a a, a group of five and Fresno as your West Coast. Like then your schedule starts getting a little bit yeah, like that's eh. true. That's why I kind of have that quality opponent, but not great. And I've got the Mountain West as one of you know. So I had lower level Power Five, AAC, and then the Mountain West. You know, so it's 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 that quality game. You know, San Diego State, right? You know, uh, Fresno, that sure. kind of thing. Sure, I think would be good. And then maybe those are years where you have three. You know, if you if you schedule a San Diego State events, I would say then you have three West Coast games in that particular year. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe yeah. it's you schedule them a year where you're playing up at Washington or down in Arizona, and that's the year you play one of the Cali teams who can get your second Cali game in there. Right. You know, that, that's a thought to consider sure. too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That. I have no problem with that. No problem with that whatsoever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I did see. want to comment to one question that just got brought up, Vince, because we were just talking about like the independence. And Maddie Case's Brian Events, how do you guys feel about BYU? One of the better independents and has been at least a top 25 the last two seasons as like a quality opponent. Problem is, this is their last year as an independent. Right. They're going to the BYU, they're going to the Big 12 next year. Yeah. And so uh and I have no problem with BYU. Yeah. They're like mm-hmm. this year, that's a quality game for Notre Dame. Right. I mean, I, I have no right. problem with BYU. And in the past, there's also a shared history for playing BYU, right? So mm-hmm. If you're if you're checking off the criteria of teams that you want Notre Dame to play and and, and reasons why they check a lot of those boxes to be honest right. with you. So I have no problem with BYU. The problem is the box of an independent playing another independent right. goes away here after right. the next year. Right, they're going to be more of a Big Twelve team. Right, correct, correct. So Vince, where are you? You've got the five ACCs. You've got mm-hmm. the two rivals. You've got yep. the Gimme, and you've got the uh, you've got a big a Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. And then you have a West Coast team. Yes. So that gets you to ten. That's ten. Yep. Okay. So what 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 is your what is your next two slots? So my next one is is again it's kind of vague, but at the same time I want to leave a slot open for a big time opponent. Okay. okay. So, so whether that's an Ohio State, whether that's a Georgia, you know, whether that's an Alabama. You know, these games that Notre Dame has on their schedule moving forward, I mean, it's a big-time game, and you know that that's going to be a big-time game, right? I mean, it's a blue blood. It's, um, you know, that quote-unquote SEC team that everybody's looking for Notre Dame to play. You know, whatever. I didn't want to pigeonhole it and say it has to be an SEC team because then, you know, you could fill that with an Arkansas or something, and that doesn't really get people's juices flowing, right? So I said a big-time opponent. So that's where the Ohio State would fit. Right, even if they're playing already a Purdue or a Michigan State, 
Ohio State wouldn't be the Big Ten team. It would be the quote-unquote big-time opponent. Sure. Right? So that's the slot that I would have because I still think that they need kind of a headliner, I guess mm-hmm. is a good way to put it, whether they have Clemson on their ACC part of the schedule or not. They need a headline. So, so let me ask you. So, so it would, it would have, it would. I'm, I'm going to see if I can predict where you're thinking about with this one. So it's kind of like now the schedules are ten years in advance. You, you can kind of, I mean, you don't know who's going to be good in ten years, but you can look five, six years in advance, four or five years in advance. Like, right. Okay, we've got Florida State that year and Miami that year, plus USC, plus you know this. So that's a year where maybe that's that you, you maybe you wouldn't play that big time game. Sure. But in the years we were looking at it, like what was it? Uh, what was this this past year? Right, the ACC schedule. Well, I mean, I guess you had Florida State, which is traditionally a good team, and that's that's the problem is you, you kind of run into this. But there's been some years recently where the, like the the Big Twelve schedule or the the ACC schedule wasn't exactly loaded with like big time teams. So okay, so 2019 is a good example. You had Louisville, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Duke, and Boston College. Right. None of those are headline games. So they play Georgia that year. Right. right. So like that would be an example of kind of what Correct. you're referring to. Absolutely. Yep. I think you need you just, you just kind of need that buzz game. Right. I think. In a, and if you do have a weaker ACC schedule, people are automatically going to talk about how weak your overall schedule is. And that's a problem. And I think that Notre Dame not playing in a conference, I think you kind of need you need that boost to your schedule and you kind of need that headliner game to be like, OK, we're not ducking people. You know, and, and people understand that you're making these schedules way in advance. I mean, the people do get that. But at the same time, if Notre Dame plays a, a really weak ACC schedule and then they've got a MAC team and they've got this and that, and they don't have that headliner, people talk about that. Then, Because when you start comparing schedules and you know they're inevitably going to be compared to a Georgia or an Alabama or whoever the SEC team of flavor is, right, they start comparing schedules, Notre Dame is not going to be able to stack up to that. They need that boost. They need that schedule boost. And so that's why I would reserve a game most years to get a headliner in there. Now, if, like you said, let's say Florida State is back to prominence. Let's say Clemson continues to be Clemson, right? They don't take that step back. So, and you have both of them in the same game in the same year. Maybe North Carolina takes a step in the right direction, right? And they become kind of a perennial top 20, top 15 team. Okay, well, now the ACC schedule. And you've got Michigan that year on your Big Ten part of it, right? They're holding their own weight now, right? So you can take that game and you can do something a little bit different with it. Maybe that second West Coast game or a second Big Ten team or whatever the case may be. But I think you got to have that kind of that reserve spot for, you know, if you need that schedule punch up, then you can do it. Who's your 12? This one's going to be the controversial one, I think, uh, for me. I personally. When it was at its height, I like the Shamrock series. Okay. I think the Shamrock series also gives you flexibility to move around to different parts of the country. Again, this is when they're doing it correctly. A Shamrock series in Indianapolis is a waste of time. To me, honestly, I feel like a Shamrock series in Chicago is a little bit of a waste of time. You have a presence in Chicago. I understand. The only way I would do it is kind of like how they did it last year with Wisconsin. It would right. have to be two teams where Chicago matters. Right. There you or go. Or a Big Ten team you want to play, but you don't necessarily want to play in Evanston. Right. right? Like, right. okay, hey, we'll play Northwestern, but we're going to play you. And so, like, like, that was such a small – like, I don't know if you were at that game in, in no. 18. It's like mm-hmm. this little rinky-dink stadium. It's like, why is Notre Dame playing in this little, like, crap stadium? Like, that game should have been moved to Chicago. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and, and I, that's the exception, not the rule. And, like, playing, playing in, playing in Lambeau. Stadium. 
Like that's a perfect Shamrock Series game. I have no problem right. with that. I liked when they went down to Texas and they played Washington State. I I, I like that because they're getting into Texas, right? There's certain ways to use the Shamrock Series game to your advantage. I think that they've gotten away from that at times, and sometimes they embrace it. I think they need mm-hmm. to embrace it more often, you know. And look, whether we as old farts like the new uniforms and the the, the variations and all that, the kids love that stuff, right? And I still think that that's something that you can do if you do it right. Um, I like the Shamrock games. I do. I, I think that the concept is a good one. You're taking everything about yes. a Notre Dame home game and you're taking it on the road into a place where you can get some eyeballs on your program. So I like it. I think you they, and I agree on that. As long as they're doing I, I, it the right way. Yeah, you and I agree on that. I would just go about it a different route. I like I like the Shamrock concept. Right. I do. And I actually I actually wouldn't mind Notre Dame doing more like pick one game a year where you wear some kind of alternate uniform. Sure. Home. Yeah. You know, maybe it's for senior day. You know, if you're seeing, you know, hey, look, seniors, you get to pick what uniform that. Yeah, we, you, you get know, to you know, design it or right, whatever. That off, that off season, something like that. You know, you can give some input on it. Maybe it'll be just something where you do something like that. Or maybe it's against a rival. What I would say is I would like to see the Shamrock series, though, be done within the framework of the other part of the schedule, as opposed to sort of like that random game where you just pick one. Like, so, gotcha. you know, maybe if you're going to schedule Arizona State, you say to them, hey, listen, there's advantages to you playing in Texas. So, you know, Arizona State, we're going to do a home and home. We're going to do a three game series. We're going to do a home and home and then a, a neutral site game in Dallas in 2027. Sure. And it doesn't have to be like back to back to back. Like you had said earlier, it could be, you know, the home and home is back to back. And then two years later, you play in the Shamrock series game, you know, when you can fit it in, but maybe you can use that with some of those opponents. So, you know, Hey, uh, you know, Hey, Florida state wants to get into Texas. Okay, cool. We're going to do a home and home. And then we're going to play you, you know, down and down there or something like that. And, and uh, for State's probably a bad example since they're in the ace part of the ACC schedule. Right. But, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different things you could do. Hey, Big 12 team, you want to get a presence in the Southeast right. and let's play in Atlanta, right? So, right. hey, o- you know, trying to – I was going to say Oklahoma, but, you know. Well, I think that I think the Big 12 the is going to be now. way more open to uh, compromise. They're going to need that. Yeah. Because they're going to need it. They're good. Right. They lost their big dogs, right? right? They're going to hey, be Baylor. More- we'll come down there and play you in Texas, but we're not going to play in your place. We're going to play you in a, right. in a Shamrock Series game right. you know, in Dallas. I, I think they're going to be way more open to that in the future. <laughs> Yeah, like TCU. I don't know if I'd want to place TCU in Dallas-Fort Worth. Maybe. I've talked about this in the past. I really would like to play TCU in a game, but not necessarily at their place. Sure. More so in Dallas. But, yeah, I like that. And, and you know, maybe you play a, a, a Utah, right, Vince? But instead of playing in there, you play them in Arrowhead. Right. In Missouri. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, or, or something, you know, something like that where you're getting into an area. Because, you know, St. Louis, the, the St. Louis area is getting a lot more uh, – there's a lot more going on in St. Louis now, right? You know, sure. and so you want to get into that region somehow. So you're going to play a game in Kansas City, which isn't near St. Louis, but it's like you're still getting into that region where you're getting that Missouri, Kansas region and, and being able to, to get kids to be able to come to those type of games. So I think those are all I've always said that I'd be thinking it'd be sweet for Notre Dame to play like a big 12 opponent in Arrowhead. Sure. I think that'd be really oh, yeah. cool. Or play a Pac-12 team in Arrowhead or something like that. That'd be really cool. Like, but playing a Big Ten team in Arrowhead, like you know, you got to be smart with it. That's the thing. You got to. I agree with that. Whole you got to be smart with it. Like, yeah. if I was going to play Washington State, I'd try to work out a deal where we can play in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, or, or or play them in you know one of the 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 Las Vegas right. But like playing Washington State in Dallas, 
didn't make sense to me. Right. right? I, I was okay with a shamrock against Washington state. I was okay with playing obviously in, in, in the Cowboy stadium, but, but then you put those two together, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Like I'd rather see Notre Dame and Michigan decide to play a neutral site game in, in Texas, something like that. You know, uh, I think that would be kind of cool too. working out some kind of deal with like the big 10, like, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe like, here'd be something fun that just popped in my head. Maybe there's like a Notre Dame versus the big 10 series we're just going to schedule a 10-year contract with the big 10 where we play a Notre. like here's the thought let's say notre dame in in a few years decides to leave nbc and go to fox and so the the deal would be you know we're getting our prime games part of the deal is when because you know with big 10 they have the the big noon kickoff that's when they play right. big 10 games right so whether we want to play a 330 or 730 it's a prime time game right we get that spot and you have the big noon kickoff, but then obviously there's going to be the Notre Dame pregame show after that, something like that, right? Because the big noon kickoff is going to go up to noon, and then you know Notre Dame has a, a similar thing. So that's what we'll do, or you know whatever the, the the specifics are. But then part of that deal is since you have a deal with the Big Ten, is to say, hey, we're going to have a Notre Dame versus Big Ten, kind of like they do in basketball, like the ACC right. versus Big Ten challenge, challenge Notre Dame yeah. versus the Big Ten series, and it's always going to be played on some some neutral field somewhere or something like that, you know. And and I think that'd be kind of cool. So it's outside of who you're normally scheduling a Big Ten game against, you know. But uh, you know, Notre Dame and Penn State play in you know, a neutral field, some kind of cool neutral field or something like that. Uh, I think that'd be kind of cool. Sure. I think that'd be you know Ohio State and, and Michigan play in Dallas or something like that, you know, sure. Notre Dame and Michigan or Notre Dame Ohio State play in the Rose Bowl during a week where USC's or UCLA's got a road game or something like that. I think something like that would be really cool. Uh, really cool. Yeah, and the Washington State game was in San Antonio. Yeah, it was. Correct, which made it even worse. Right, right. right. You know, um, yes, thanks, I, I just, AK, uh, just the, reminded me. It was in San Antonio. The Series game can be a cool thing again. You know yeah. what I mean? It, like play, I like playing Army in San Antonio made sense because there's a big Army base down there. Sure. But then playing Washington State down there, it's like, what are we what Yeah, are we, it made no sense whatsoever. I, I like the Shamrock Series game. They just need to get back it's to kind of the root it. of what it yeah. should be, I guess. Yeah. And again, they did a good job with it in Chicago. I, yeah. I will say that. They did a really good job of it. Uh, it just needs to... It need it needs to be honed a little bit more, right. and it needs to it needs to have make more sense as to where they're doing it and who they're playing. Right. But I like the idea of it. Agreed. I like the concept. It just needs to be more focused. Right. I agree. I like the idea of the Shamrock Series. My my last two games. So I kind of did my ten. I had the five ACC games, the three rivalries, the gimme that you know the quality opponent, but not great. Then I told you I had the Pac-12, my West Coast. And then my last one is I would have every, every year I would play some sort of SEC or Big uh, Big 12 school. And then I would rotate it. Again, you kind of look at it in similar fashion to what you were talking about with your big game, Vince. This is kind of right. how I look at it. It's a similar thought process where I look at my schedule and it's like, okay, we've got, we've got Michigan State, we've got USC, we've got Miami and Clemson already on that schedule. We're going to play Vanderbilt that year or – Texas Tech, or although I probably wouldn't put Texas Tech on there, it'd be like TCU, it'd be like Baylor, teams like that. Maybe Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas, like somebody like that, and and then the SEC be like Vanderbilt, you know those schools. So if you look at your schedule, you're like you know we need to spice up our schedule a little bit, like you talked about. Okay, that's the year we get play Florida, you know that's the year that we play Georgia, that's the year that we play Bama, LSU, and then the other years it's like okay our schedule is already pretty flipping tough, so maybe that year you play Vanderbilt you know, Kentucky, 
something like that. Not that Kentucky's a bomb, but you you know it's not Bama, you know that kind of thing. Um, right. For sure. th- that those are those are avenues that I would look into. That Big Twelve yeah. or SEC. Trying to figure your schedule with one of those two leagues. We're on this, I think we're on the same wavelength similar. as far as what that game is. Yeah. So I think for sure. So, similar principle. I just I would narrow it down to sure those two leagues since you're not going to play them as consistently. So because the otherwise you kind of start getting into you know now you're playing like multiple Big Ten teams and you know that kind of thing and I, and I'd be open to you know having a second Big Ten team in there too if it makes more sense like look it's going to be better for us to play you know Northwestern than it would be for us to play Vanderbilt something I mean you know something like that if you wanted to so Vince that's the twelve schedule twelve game schedule against opponents that is in the framework of the current right schedule. Next, I want to kind of get into a situation where we look at what the Notre Dame schedule could look like if the ACC conference schedule went away. Now, I'm going to set some parameters that I didn't prepare you for to make it a little bit interesting. Okay. Notre Dame has to have four traditional rivals. You can either go with ones that have already exist or you can pick one that's new. So for me, I went with three traditional rivals that they're going to play, and then I picked a new one. And I think most people are going to be able to guess. Let's see if the people in the chat, can you guess who my new rival is going to be for Notre Dame, a team that they're going to play every year? Because I feel like getting 10 games a year against random opponents is going to make some real inconsistency with your your schedule. And so – you have to have at least to me four games that you, you have scheduled every year and you have a home and homes, you know, two home, two away. So that's the parameters that I want to, the rest after that Vince, you can take with it wherever you want to go. Okay. So the three traditional rivals for me, USC, Navy, Michigan state. Right. Here's the caveat. I would have a very serious conversation with USC about we're going to change how we play you. We're either playing you at the end of the season every year or we're playing you in October every year. Pick one. Right. But we're not doing this. You come to us when the weather's nice and we got to go out there when it's flipping hot, when our kids have been walking in, you know, coats and boots and stuff like that. Now we've got to go out to the West Coast when it's hot. Sure. You know, we're either going to play you the last game of the year every year, which means you come to our place in November. Or we're going to play in October every year, which means we got to see you in the middle of the year every year. And then I think that would give Notre Dame more ability to have – if they say, okay, we'll play in the middle, then that would give Notre Dame more ability to, to you know have some creativity with their senior day, last game of the year every year. Okay. So that's what I would, that's what I would do with USC. So Michigan State's the, a tradition – I view them as a traditional rival. Right. So I that's why that. I count them as one of my three. I got that. Do you have three that you would – I'm, you would I'm honestly, I'm honestly fine with Michigan State being a traditional rival. I mean, I I could make the argument about Purdue. I really could. I could yeah, make an argument. I feel argument like about- you're 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 not willing to argue with me today. I you've always kind of argued for Purdue, and now you're backing off. Did somebody from Purdue like say something mean to you this weekend or something like that? Like, it's me off. <laughs> yeah, screw the Boilermakers. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Who would yeah, you prefer? You don't have to agree with me. This is your. You get to make schedule the way you want it. Would you actually go with Michigan State? Because I don't want you to be fine with it. I want to know what you would go with. I would want a Big Ten team. It would not be Michigan. It would not. It would not be Michigan. And no matter what anybody says, it would not be Michigan. Um, That would not be my every year rivalry. Um, 
I'm again, I'm fine with Michigan State. It's just it Michigan State and Purdue for me are like right they're neck and neck mm-hmm. for me. And I would almost maybe rotate that those two guys, you know, as my traditional rival, you know, maybe maybe do them one every other year or home and away and then a home and away or home home away away or whatever the case may be, but I I like both of those teams, so I'm going to mm-hmm. cheat. I'm going to say MSU and Purdue as okay. my third traditional rival. My fourth rivalry, a new one. Yeah, new I one. have a problem going away from a little bit of tradition. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I feel like if it's going to be a rival, whether it's new or old, it needs to have a little. It has to have it has some to be sort of some history. Yes. History. You're right. like Mississippi State's my new yeah, right. Doesn't do it for right. me. Yes, agree. So let me just set, make sure I set the terms. When I say a new rivalry, it's not a game that is a tr- like a team that you have a long storied gotcha. 40, 50. So like oh, Michigan, okay. Michigan State, Purdue, Army, like right. Those are traditional rivals. Right. Right. So just, okay. Well, the one I wrote down was Miami. Okay. I would have no problem for a couple of reasons. Because that's a one, new rivalry. They haven't played. I mean, there's history there. Right. Right. There's history and there's deep history there. Number two, I do feel like they're on the rise with mm-hmm. Mario Cristobal as the coach. And a third reason is having a presence in Florida is not mm-hmm. terrible. You know, guaranteeing that you're going to play in Florida every other year is not a terrible place to be. Uh, there's yeah. a ton of talent down there in Florida, and there always will be. So, mm-hmm. for all of those reasons, my fourth rivalry would be Miami. Very interesting. Very interesting. I like that. I, I, I would not if if I knew if I was confident that Miami was coming back, I would be on board. But I have a plan for that. Okay, I'll get to my because we're on the same page. But I would just take it a different direction. Okay. My fourth would be Tennessee. I knew you were going to say Tennessee. That's yes. like, yeah, I, okay. And and there's several reasons for it. Number one is I think that there'd be a lot of merit to Notre Dame playing an SEC team with some sort of regularity, right? And, and again, when I say rivalry, I'm I'm hoping that it becomes an every year thing. Now, sure. the difficulty is looking at it practically. Those two teams, or Tennessee already has some annual rivalries that exist within their conference. And so that makes it a little bit challenging. And then when you look at the other aspect of it is they, they, you know, again, are they going to want to add an every year game against a powerhouse in a non-conference when you're already in an 18 team league? So that's there, there'd be some logistical concerns, but I would do everything I could to try to get Tennessee as an every year rival. And, or as close to it as I could, you know, say, hey, we're going to do, you know, eight at a time or something. Okay, fine. We'll do that. But I would do everything I could to get Tennessee as my rival because I, I think there's a couple advantages. It's the SEC aspect I talked about. But as I've said before, I really think being able to re- to recruit more in that state is is an, ad- is an advantage for them. And to the point of what you said, Vince, there is some history there. Sure. Yeah, you know, they played twice in the Charlie Weiss era, but they had some really good games against uh, against um Lou Holtz's teams, right? I mean, you know, they had 90-91, two great games. You know, Notre Dame goes there, beats Tennessee. Rocket has a couple big returns and you know, the win. And then the next year, they come to Notre Dame Stadium and, and Notre Dame jumps to a big league. Tennessee has the big comeback and they and they they beat them. 
So, and then of course they played twice in the seventies. So like there's been, uh, you know, and then there was the, even the 2000, 2001 where Tennessee beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame, but the year before Notre Dame goes to Knoxville and beats Tennessee, a ranked Tennessee team in a big upset. And so I think there is enough history there. And then you consider the recruiting advantages to playing there. I think there'd be advantages for Tennessee as well. Cause if you're smart at Tennessee, you want to be able to tap into that Northern those northern states that you kind of are close to, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, that they used to tap into, I think there'd be a lot of advantages to both schools for instituting that rivalry. And that would be the one that I would I would shoot for to, to have as a, a regular annual rep. So my four, USC, Michigan State, Tennessee, and Navy. That'd be my four. And no, there would be no conversation with me about taking Navy off the schedule. No, I, that, there's no conversation with me. I mean, look. How many mailbags have we had where we start talking about history and World War II and all of these different mm-hmm. things? I mean, if you're a lover of history and you're a, a lover of Notre Dame history and the tradition, and if you are a Notre Dame fan at all, you wouldn't have Notre Dame football to root for if it wasn't for Navy. And the mm-hmm. least Notre Dame can do is play them every year. Right. That Plus, if Navy's not good, that's just another guaranteed, I mean, pretty much guaranteed W on the schedule, which you need. You, know, you need those. You can consider- one of your quote unquote gimme games, and that's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody complains when Alabama plays, you know, the poor sisters of mm-hmm. the soul or whatever. You know, they don't, nobody cares about that. Right. So, right. and they do that every year, and they have two or three of those every year. So, I don't have an issue with Navy being on the schedule, even if mm-hmm. they're not a power five team. I don't. Mm-hmm. And for all of the reasons that we just discussed. So, here's a question I have for you, Vince. How many gimme games do you try to schedule a year? I've got two slots for that. But I, I think with Navy being on the schedule, you can make a case that you need right. to get rid of those. But I have two and and at, for, for now. So that's like you know Mountain West, Mac, sure. FCS, Conference USA, Sunbelt, you know, some team like that. And then the other quote unquote gimme game I would have would be a better conference like so maybe i could shouldn't count it as a gimme more of a you know aac mountain west something like that okay yeah i mean i I have like the the one gimme for sure obviously and i i think you could make an argument that navy could be that second one i don't want a third gimme game but i wouldn't mind having somebody who could make some noise now granted it's a game that you should win the game you Mm -hmm. will probably like you're not scheduling cincinnati or ucf when they're in their prime Exactly. You schedule SMU. And and frankly, when you schedule those guys, no idea they're going to be in their prime or not. Like when Notre Dame scheduled Cincinnati, they had no idea. Well, I wouldn't be scheduling teams as far out as they're going. Okay. That's fair, too. That's fair, too. I I would have a mid level team, maybe a lower level conference team, or a higher ranked or a higher level group of five. I would have no problem with that. Like, not a complete gimme game. Like I, I, I will say, and I understand the history and everything behind them playing Jackson State and all of that. I get mm-hmm. all of that. And I understand it. I don't want another game like that. I don't. Sure. That doesn't. That game doesn't do anything for me. I, I want a game against a, a, a you know, a higher level group of five team. Right. I think that gives you more from a competition standpoint and all of that. When we're talking about AAC, people need to stop talking about Houston. Because Houston is in their last year in the AAC, they will be a Big Twelve team next well, year. Yeah. So you, BYU, right. Cincinnati, you know, all those teams are going to be UCF. And who's the fourth one? It was Houston, BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. Those are the four. 
UCF, they will be right. they will be Big Twelve teams moving forward. So it right. it has to be looked at as such. So uh, that that's it too. So where where so here's what I'm doing next, Vince, and I'll just kind of I'll kind of go through mine, and then kind of if you have a similar thing, I would have three ACC slots that I would I would always want to have. Interesting. Still. Okay. Not necessarily if it's a guaranteed thing, but this is what I would try to do. I would always try to have three ACC slots. Number one, the first one is I am going to try to have Miami, Florida State, or Clemson always on the schedule. So one of the three or the more? Three. You can have three. two if you want, but I would always try to have one of the three on the schedule. Like, I don't know if if Florida State and Miami both came back, does it really make sense to play both of them in the same yeah. year? I don't think it makes sense. I think sense Florida to do school that. is fine. Yeah, so I would have – I would have, and you could even if, – if you don't want to do Clemson, that's cool too. If you, But I would say like Florida State, Miami would be regulars. Maybe you could throw Louisville in there or something like that. But I would have one of those – one of those schools on my schedule all the time. Georgia, Miami, Florida State, or Clemson, just regularly on my schedule, which gives you a, a really good opponent. And there's some history there. Clemson history being more recent, I think that's a nice little rivalry that they've started. And because this will be what this will this year will be the fourth time they've played during the regular season or no, altogether. Uh, so they pulled, they played 15, 18, twice in 20, and then now. So this will be the fifth time they've right. played since 2015. Right. They're yeah. they're you know, and then you know, Notre Dame won one, Clemson's had two blowouts, and then they had the, the really competitive game in 2015. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So that would be one of my ACC schedules. I would have another ACC game that would be one of Boston College, Pittsburgh, and occasionally Syracuse. Okay. So you're tiering them. Pitt and UBC, it's kind of regional. I'd want to have Pitt and Pitt and BC, one of those two consistently on my schedule okay and then if you want to occasionally mix in a syracuse if it doesn't you know to maybe it's like four you know two 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 over eight years and then a home and home with syracuse or something like that but i would probably put syracuse down in like an i have another category but Pitt and bc are the two the main two that i want there and then my third acc game is going to be one of the carolinas hmm. I, Carolina, virginia virginia down well, let me i should say probably sort of like that mitt that 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 East Coast from Virginia down to, to 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 North Carolina, right? That 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 would be where I would want to be. So a Virginia, a Virginia Tech, a Duke, a North Carolina, a Wake Forest, an NC State. One of those teams would be would be there. Would want would sort of be consistently on my schedule. So that gets me to seven games. But now I've got an East Coast game, like a Northeastern game against a traditional rival, uh, somewhat of a rival. I say traditional, but somewhat of a rival. And then you get into then you would want to play one of the the southeastern schools, Clemson, Florida State, and Miami. And then you want to get down into the Carolinas. Those would be the three that I'd want to play. I actually really like the Pitt BC idea because I I do think of those two as kind of lower level uh, rivals for Notre Dame, or at least historically. And I I I really like the BC series, to be honest with you. So I have no problem with that whatsoever, Being having that be a slot for them. I had an ACC team already, but a second slot for that kind of tier, I would have no mm-hmm. problem with. I had another a, a second Big Ten team, for example, because uh, mm-hmm. one of my rivals is a Big Ten team, right? And so I wouldn't mind having a second Big Ten team in there. So, you know, from that group that we talked about earlier, you know, I had – you know, Wisconsin, a Penn state, you know, from that kind of tier of, mm-hmm. of teams, throw that as a second team on the schedule. So 
we're talking two ACC, two Big Ten. That's four games right there, plus four rivals. That's eight, mm-hmm. right? Um, oh, I'm sorry. That would be seven because one of the rivals is a Big Ten team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and still want the Shamrock Series, as we had talked about before. Well, one of I, your rivals isn't a Big Ten team. Mine is. Well, I had, or did you MSU. say you wanted the Purdue-Michigan State thing? Yeah, that's one of my okay. rivals. Gotcha. Yeah, that's one of my gotcha. rivals. So it's a Big Ten team, right? So um, I, I do – I kind of want a bit of – I know this is going to sound very vague because you have clearly thought this through, um, and I appreciate <laughs> Glad to know you much. didn't prep for the show, Vince. No, I, I got a lot of notes here. but like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I know. But, no, see, tearing them and things like that is really next level. Like, I really like that a lot. I put on here I, – I would love to have an SEC team on here. I would love mm-hmm. to have you know, a Big 12 team. Just kind of a flavor. Yeah, for me, though, I would never necessarily want – two of them i would never want an sec and a big 12 which would then give you two in my thing it would give you two sec opponents that year and a big 12 i don't think that's necessarily ideal because for me i have tennessee as a regular rival okay sure so then if you're playing an sec school and a big 12 team then now you're playing three of those type of games i I see what you're saying and i think almost and i hate to say this about if there's any big 12 teams in the chat uh, playing another big 12 team or playing a Big 12 team is almost – I mean, it's not exactly a a, a high-level game at this point. I, I would think. I would disagree with you from the standpoint of it's not just about playing a big-time opponent. That's the thing. Scheduling has to be more than just, okay, you're playing a good team. You're, you yeah. you want to get in front of alums. You want to get into states that are recruiting advantages. That's why I have zero interest in the West playing West Coast teams. I mean, that's okay, play USC, whatever. But the reality is, is that's always been important for Notre Dame is having a West. That's why they've been playing Stanford forever. And they've had all these games is because there are a lot of West Coast alums that they want to be able to try to get out to every year. And then when you rotate Stanford and and USC, it allows you to get out to your West Coast alums every year. Right. I understand that it's not the number one decision maker, Mm -hmm. but it, it is a factor in that. So, like, to me, I do think there's merit to playing Big 12 teams, not so much because you're playing a great opponent, but there's merit to to get down in Dallas and playing, uh, you know, TCU, right? Or even even if you do want to play them at their place. I mean, it's the, at Dallas-Fort Worth areas, there's a lot of talent there, right? I mean, Absolutely. you know, playing Tang Baylor at Baylor, you know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't do a whole lot for you because they're not often a great team. But occasionally they're going to be a really good team. But, you're again, it's that recruiting base. You're getting down – now that Houston's in the Big 12, that's a series I wouldn't – I would – yeah, that's a home-and-home home that I wouldn't have a problem scheduling now. Or – a home and a neutral site in Dallas. So I do think there's some merit to playing those teams. If you're looking at it beyond just, you know, is this a quality opponent? And again, we're, when we talk about the big 12, because Vince's point is we're not counting Oklahoma and Texas as part of that anymore because they're getting ready to go to the sec. Yeah, so, they're not. They're right. Just, they're not big 12 team anymore. That's right. And I, I guess I do have a bit of a bias when it comes to the big 12, because I feel like they're taking the, the cream off the top and they're moving to another, and right. obviously Texas hasn't been Texas, and I and I and I sure. I understand all of those arguments, but from a brand standpoint, a from a right. standpoint, you're taking the cream off the top of the Big Twelve and you're moving to another conference, and so that injures the Big Twelve as a whole, right? And so that's my bias coming through. I, I will fully admit that. That's why I wish Oklahoma would have had some stones right. and told Texas to pound sand. Yes, I agree, and then let the, because then you can rule the Big Twelve, but then. You know, okay, now Texas is gone. We don't have to worry about them anymore. Let's bring in Houston. Let's bring in BYU. Let's bring in Cincinnati. And we're back to 12. And now you've got a pretty decent league. 
you know, because Oklahoma's still there, you know, and, and you could build it up that way. But, you know, they're just constantly following Texas around like a whipped puppy. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, Vince, trying to see where I'm at. I've got – I've got – so I have the one SEC Big 12, and that's one. It's one okay. game. I would gotcha. have, you know, one game there. I I do – I, I, I was kind of back and forth on one. So I've got the four rivalry games. I've got the three ACC games. I've got the one gimme. I've got one, you know, decent opponent, but not really tough. I've got one SEC or and or SEC or Big 12. So that gets me to 10. Then I would also have kind of what we talked about earlier, one another Pac-12 team on top of USC. Yep. I have two. So it's like I have, what we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I have two pack. I have two West Coast games, you know, Me, if you, including USC. Yes. Okay. Right. So a second one that would rotate around, you know, depending on who that would be. So I, I do have two on my schedule as well. My second one, my 12th one would be I, and I've been back and forth on this when we started the show I had it down as open, just giving yourself the flexibility to kind of to do whatever. Right. But I think as I and part of that was like thinking about the Shamrock series and all that, but I I I think that I would still like to see the Shamrock series be part of your normal scheduling process. So maybe Notre Dame comes up with this cool thing where, again, I always want Notre Dame to be innovative. So instead of starting a home and home, which is normal, Notre Dame starts scheduling three game series against top teams. We're going to play at our place, we'll play at your place, and we're going to play on a neutral field. Right. And so that's what you do. And you don't play Florida in Atlanta. You know, play if, if, if Florida wants to, is willing to do this, then you play them in Dallas. Or that's who you bring up to like the one Chicago game I loved was when they brought Miami up. Yeah, yeah. Because people in Chicago don't get to watch Miami, right? right? Like, and, and you know, I think that'd be cool. Like, you know, something like that, where maybe you you bring a Southern team up west, or you both go to the Southwest, or you go to the West Coast, or something like that. I think things like that would be cool. So where now that's Notre Dame's sort of new scheduling model against these big time teams is hey, we're going to play. You know, we're going to schedule Bama in a series. Okay, cool. We're going to play you at our place. We're going to go down to Tuscaloosa and we're going to play a game in Dallas. Something like that. Yeah. Right. I think, no. I think those would be, those would be cool things to do. And, and so, and if they're not willing to do that, then you say, okay, fine, we'll play at our place and we'll play on a neutral site, but we're not going to play at your place in a neutral field. Right. And that's just not going to be an option. That's a, a deal breaker. And I, and I think Notre Dame has the, the power. Yeah. If you, you know, of a better word, the power to dictate those kinds of terms. Yeah, I, I agree. Because hey, you don't want to play? It's fine. We'll go. Some, somebody else will. No, Notre Dame really won't have a problem, especially if you have four traditional rivals. Notre Dame won't have a problem scheduling games. They won't because the ACC teams are still going to want to need to play Notre Dame. And so, part of me, you know, and so then you've got the the give the, the decent game. You could be a big. You could have a Power Five team mixed in that decent game too. So you could have like a. You know, so what I did with my 12th and what I ended up doing with my 12th instead of all that is I decided to have a second Big Ten game in there. So I've got four rivals, three ACC games, one SEC or Big 12 game, one Pac-12 game. So that gives me seven, eight, nine, ten. Then I would have one gimme game, and then that 12th game would be sort of a you know decent opponent can be a power five can be a can be an AAC can be a mountain west but you know decent team like a Cal or a Marshall but not necessarily you know Boise in their prime 
or TCU in their prime when they were in the Mountain West or UCF when they're in their prime. I don't I don't think those games have ever done would never do anything for Notre Dame. Yeah. Right. Right. It can only hurt you. I mean, right. I, right? If you beat them, you yeah, you're supposed to beat them. Right. I mean, yeah, if you beat it only right. hurts you. Absolutely. Here's here's a here's a thought I want to have, Vince. Here's a couple. So so do you have your 12? Have you given your 12 yet? What was your yeah. so, we've got the four rivalries right so Mm -hmm. but within the rivalry you've got the pac 12 you've got navy you've got Mm -hmm. michigan state purdue and you've got miami so you've got big 10 pac 12 acc already for Mm -hmm. me then i'm keeping the shamrock series okay then i've got another acc team because i do you have i I try to look at it from a geographic standpoint i Mm want to be able to touch the different parts of the country as much Mm -hmm. as i possibly can right yeah and I think the ACC can get you Northeast. It can get you Southeast, right? And I've already got Miami, so I've got the Southeast covered. Then you got to go Northeast. So that's where kind of the pit, the Boston College, the you know that kind of a game kind of fits mm-hmm. in there. I do like that idea. So I've got another ACC game. Uh, I've got you know an SEC, and and I'm, I'll go with you on the slash Big Twelve. I'm okay with that because you know maybe both of those is a is a little bit overkill, right? Mm-hmm. So you find one that fits that that one right there. Another Pac-12 because we talked about being you know having another West Coast game. So when USC is is a home game, then you're going to go out to the West Coast. We talked about Arizona. We talked about Washington. We talked about Oregon. You know all of those. I've got another Big Ten slot, right? I do want another Big Ten team. You play one at home. You play one away. I have no problem with that. You know. Outside of my my Big Ten bias, which I I can't stand the Big Ten as a whole, I, I do think that those games can help you because mm-hmm. I also think that recruiting in the Midwest has gotten better. Sure, and I, and I I think and Notre Dame, believe me, Notre Dame has a footprint in the Midwest. Don't get there's a wrong. lot of traditional teams in the the Big Ten that can help your res your playoff resume too. Exactly, and so I think that that actually helps Notre Dame out a lot to have. And you can make you know you can make that one a Penn State. If you want, right, you could make that. You've got all kinds of options there. So, uh, another Big Ten, um, a MAC or a you know a lower level power or a non power five, right? So I I have no problem with that. I kind of like what Notre Dame does with that. And then we talked about this a little bit: a mid level, a higher mid level team, right? I do think that that does carry a little bit of weight to it. Okay, so it would have Cincinnati. You're talking about like Cincinnati, okay? It would have been potentially a BYU it would have been uh you know a central Florida like that's the kind of team I'm talking about now I know that those teams are going to the big 12 but those are the kinds of teams that we're talking about right and then I actually my 12th game for the without the ACC constant was an open game it really was it was a hey I want to have the flexibility to go out and maybe do something a little bit different right I want to have that one game where I can do something that you know maybe doesn't fit a normal Notre Dame schedule, right? You can go out and you can schedule. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, but a team out there that that Notre Dame wouldn't normally have on their schedule that it it gives you that option. You're not tied into having to stick with you know one of these conferences or whatever. So my twelfth game is an open game. I, I liked. Mm-hmm. I had that written down, and then you mentioned. I was like, yes, and so I actually put a star next to it because I like that idea. And you kind of cemented it for me as an option. Here's my other thought of the 12th game. Is it being an academic school? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So you rotate between programs that you consider strong academic institutions that also require their football players to be like, you know, because like Miami technically falls in the category, but but we we're talking about teams that actually require their football players to be that. So like Duke, Stanford, Northwestern, to a degree Wake Forest, right? Virginia. Like those are like to me, I would also consider that always have sort of that academic institution on your list as well. Yeah, I, I yeah we talked. I think there's merit to that as maybe that being your 12th game. So maybe there's like a five, maybe it's like between Northwestern, Stanford, Duke. And so, you know, you take Duke out of that Carolinas region. So between, you know, you've got, and same with Virginia, but you've got, you've got Northwestern, Stanford, Duke, Virginia, Vanderbilt. Maybe you take those five and between, you know, you schedule one of those five in a home and home neutral field every time. Because that is something I would really push for if I was Notre Dame, is a new scheduling model of home, home, neutral. Because then that solidifies your your Shamrock thing, Vince. Yes. Because you're doing it that way. So instead of one having of a game for a Shamrock, it's part of your normal scheduling process, which I think I would like more. You know what I mean? So like, hey, we're we're going to play this team, and and you know it's going to be that way, and what, whatever the case may be. So I think that would be, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think the other part for me, Vince, of this whole thing is kind of looking at I'm not just playing any team in any conference, too. Yeah, right. Like that's the thing for me. So, like, look, looking at the Big Ten, when I talk about playing a Big Ten team, it's Ohio State, Penn State, Purdue, Wisconsin, Michigan. Like, that's that's who it would be. And if and if you don't have the academic game, then I would I would I would include Northwestern there just because of the geographics of it. But I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't play Northwestern very often unless I was doing the academic thing. Like Indiana, Illinois, I don't know what those games do for you. I mean, Iowa would be a cool game, but there's no history there. Beating Iowa doesn't do anything for you. Same, you know, I would set – so I would have like Maryland, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana sort of in that second quality opponent game maybe. Iowa wouldn't really be part of it. It'd be more Indiana, Illinois, Maryland, where at least there's some geographic advantages to playing Maryland. But I – other than that, I just don't know what playing Maryland, you know, Maryland doesn't do a lot for you. So maybe that'd be in like that lower level power five type of opponent that you could play, put them in there like a Vanderbilt, you know, same thing with the SEC. I, I, I there's, I have no interest in playing Mississippi state. I have no interest right. in playing Auburn. I know that a lot of people, I just have no interest in that. I, you know, I don't know what playing Missouri would do for Notre Dame, unless you were, you know, maybe get them in a one game neutral field. You're going to play them in Arrowhead or something like that, you know, like, that that would be it, but like I, there's just there's you know so there Alabama would be a team I'd look at you know Florida is a team I'd look at Georgia would be a team I'd look at obviously I already have Tennessee on the schedule LSU would be a team I would schedule every now and then like I, like they're scheduling Arkansas coming up so I don't know what that game does for Notre Dame I don't know what playing Arkansas does for Notre Dame it just to me there's like there's really no value there here here's an interesting one like Kentucky would be one that I think there's some would make a lot of sense. But here's another one, Vince, that I that I an SEC opponent that I think would be very fat, and of course Texas and Oklahoma would fall into that category soon too. Here's an SEC team that I would be very interested to hear your opinion of because I have a feeling I'm very curious, kind of what your initial reaction is. Ole Miss. Hmm. You know, Ole Miss is an interesting one because I think currently in the present day it holds a lot of intrigue. Lane Kiffin, all of that, right? It's an SEC school. I think it's a 
upper echelon SEC school. It's at the top. It's 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 the top, top half. half. And I think that's a fair statement to make. And I think as long as Lane is there, it'll probably continue to be that way. So I I would have no. It, it doesn't hold the history of Notre Dame, Ole Miss like together like competing against each other. But there's a ton of history with mm-hmm. Ole Miss by itself. And so mm-hmm. I would have no problem playing Ole Miss in my SEC slot. You know what I mean? I think, I think you could, I think that would not, well, honestly, I think it would be a fun game to go to number mm-hmm. one. I, I think there's a lot of really cool traditions down in the SEC. I think that would right. be a fun game to go to. Right. And I think it would be a fun game to have them up at Notre Dame as well. So right. no problem with that one. And then you add the intrigue of Lane Kiffin yeah. and the sense that'll come out of his mouth. They'll just make it even more exciting. Yeah. So I think uh, that's a good. I personally would be against playing Ole Miss, but here's why I brought them up. Right. So first of all, I just I, I they're not an academic institution at all. No, you're not recruiting the state of Mississippi. They're they're a good program, but they're never like a great program. The only reason I brought them up is because there actually is a history there. They've played Ole Miss twice, and including really? 1977 when Notre Dame won the title in 1977, they actually lost to Ole Miss early in the year. So there's a little bit of history there, but I just, I don't, I, I, I kind of like, so it like intrigued me enough, but then when you think about it, I was like, no, I'm not putting them on the list, but I wanted to kind of hear your thoughts first before I, yeah, that. Cause, I have like, no Cause there is some history. I just don't know if it does a whole lot. I kind of put them in the same categories like Auburn. Yeah, it's quality team, but I'd rather just play them in a bowl game or not. You know, I think the, kind of thing. the yeah. extra, <laughs> the extra around the game, like right. could you get more opposite than Lane Kiffin and Marcus Freeman? Yeah, but like, like, I don't know if Notre Dame would want to give oxygen to that kind of environment. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's why I just, like I said, in playing at, I would say if I was ever going to play a team like that, an Ole Miss, a Mississippi State, uh, Arkansas, the only way I'd ever play them would be if it was a situation where it was a one-time Shamrock Series game, not in that state. Series. Right, so if you want to play Arkansas at Arrowhead, like somebody right. earlier talked about, you know, Missouri, like, you know, like, look, I have no interest in playing Missouri. I, I, my first thought was like, what does Missouri do for you? But then, the, you know, kind of what I said earlier, like, but it is getting into the state that you're trying to recruit more. So, you know, OK, yeah, Missouri should should give more consideration to just from the geographic standpoint. But then, you know, maybe you don't do a home and home with Missouri. Maybe you play them in Arrowhead for a one time thing. Right. So I think there's some thoughts there as well to that. But Fair. I just I kind of look at it like the SEC. My 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 options for schools in the SEC would be very limited. You know, like I said, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Kentucky, Texas, and Oklahoma. Is you know Vanderbilt, and then obviously Tennessee because I already have them on there. That would be my list. Like no thanks to Arkansas, and then Missouri. No thanks to Arkansas. No thanks to Auburn. No thanks to the Mississippi schools. You know, A and M like Texas A and is an interesting one. Like. You know, there's some advantages to playing Texas A&M, but I just have such I have such disdain for that program. I always have. They've always been big freaking cheaters, and I think that I think that it's the thing where, yeah, that would for me. Yeah, the whole rivalry with Texas A&M was all bowl game related, too. So I mean, you can play in a bowl game, fine, but I I I just I have no interest in playing A&M, and I I, never have. I've always felt that about Texas A&M. Yeah, I, I would actually replace Missouri with an Auburn. To be honest with you, I first I don't know why I've been intrigued by Auburn. I just have. I don't know what it is. I just I I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I would much rather play them than a Missouri all right. day long. 
Right. Well, but see, again, Missouri, you're looking at it from why are you playing Missouri? There's only one reason and one reason only because Missouri's producing a lot of talent lately. I mean, think about some of the Kyron Williams, Gabriel Rubio, Tyson Ford. You know, they're trying to get in there to get Christian Gray in, in the 2020 class. They're trying to get Jeremiah Love in the or 2023 class. They're trying to get, you know, the McClellan kid. I mean, the state of Missouri is producing a lot more talent. So to me, there's Alabama's produced a lot of talent, but those kids aren't coming to Notre Dame. You know, I mean, Notre Dame's gotten an Alabama kid here and there over time, but it's never been uh, Justin Tuck was an Alabama kid, right? It wasn't Jarius Jackson a Missouri, Mississippi kid? But you're just not going to get, you know, got those kids anyway without playing those schools. You know what I mean? Like to me, I don't know what Auburn brings to the table. Whereas Missouri, there's at least the aspect of, like I was saying, where I had to correct myself. Because I was being a little hypocritical because I just – my initial thought was I don't care about Missouri. But then it was like, yeah, but that's partly why you're playing Tennessee is you're getting in that state that can be very productive for Notre Dame from a recruiting standpoint. So that would be the, the only reason. Be like It's like the same thing where I would play, play TCU. It's not always just about the quality of the program. There has to be something else to it. There's an academic fit. It's a, ge- it's a geographic area you want to get into. And I just – you know, I don't – like to me it's like – it's partly why I don't like playing Texas A&M, Vince. Yeah. I, I don't like playing the second fiddle state's team in the state. Right. Oh, I get that. You know what I mean? Like, and I and then you just add on to that everything else. Like, I just I have no yeah. interest in playing Texas A&M. I just don't. Right. I, I never. And even before all the nonsense with Jimbo and NIL and all that, I never really had an interest in playing Texas A&M to begin mm-hmm. with. Like, it, it never. Texas A&M doesn't flip the switch for me. You know what I mean? Because it, mm-hmm. and I think it has a lot to do with what you just said about them being kind of the yeah. second tier Texas team. And yeah. you could argue before all this NIL stuff, they mm-hmm. were even further down than second tier. Yes. I mean, there was you yeah. know, you could make a case for Baylor at times. You could make a case uh, for TCU at times, right? So uh, yeah. I just I don't because I don't. they don't they haven't won a real national championship in a long time, right? right. And they're like that's what that's what I brought up about what what, what uh, Brian was talking about. So in re- recent years, in the last decade, they've like added a bunch of national championships to their to their list of schools or their list of accomplishments. Somebody sent me that the other day, and it's just like, what are you doing here? Right? Like you're just f- totally full of it. So that would be kind of my that would be kind of my schedule. Like so, like Big Twelve, same thing. Like I just I'd play Baylor, I'd play TCU, I'd to- I'd totally play Houston, I'd be- play BYU. You know, there's there's definitely some Big Twelve schools that I would consider playing, Vince. But there's definitely some Big Twelve schools that I would have no interest in. Right. Oh, like absolutely. I don't I don't know what playing UCF does for you. Right. I'd rather right. just play Miami or Florida State or Florida because that way, if for some reason you do lose, at you least you lost a good pro. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I just don't know what 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 that would do for Notre Dame playing UCF at this point in time. And you know, maybe they become a bigger time pro. Like to me, playing Kansas and Kansas State. That would only be like if it's a, a one-off, a neutral site game. You need a home game, and they're willing to come to your place. You play them in Arrowhead or something like that, and the Shamrock would be the only like, – like West Virginia is not one that I care about with all due respect. I'd rather play Pitt. I'm sorry. Uh, TCU I'd play. Like Iowa State, well, there's nothing in it. For, there's no value for Notre Dame playing Iowa State in, in a regular season game. It would, it would have to be – Oklahoma State's the interesting one. Because the state of Oklahoma does produce decent talent, you know, but but are are they sort of too much Ole Missy and Mississippi State-ish and Auburn-ish? That would be my thing. So if I was going to play the Big 12, it would be Baylor. It would be TCU. It would be Houston. It would be BYU. 
it would be Cincinnati. It would be those big 12 teams would be the options for me, which is kind of funny because it's more of the non, the new big 12 members. There's probably more of them I would play than the old big 12 members. Now that Texas and Oklahoma are gone. Sure. Cause I just don't see what, did I say Baylor? I, sh- I meant to say Baylor. I don't I, know. I, 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 oh. Baylor. Yeah. Cause at least you're getting into Texas and all that. Like right. Iowa state. No, Kansas state. No, Kansas. No, West Virginia. No, Texas tech. Definitely not. You know, TC it'd be TCU Baylor. And the schools that I talked about, I, I I'd be open to Kansas as a one-off of that. You know, when I talked about like sort of that, that second, okay, give me ish kind of game, that would be a Kansas, but it would always be like, a like to me, the gimme games, and I didn't clarify this or the gimme games, the, 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 the decent opponent, those are one-time deals. Those are not scheduling three games. Those are, we need a home game. Let's bring Kansas in. We need a home game. Let's go, let's go play SMU, bringing them to our place. We need a game. Let's go play Vanderbilt and bring them to our place. Northwestern. It'd be something like that. That would be my second, like, okay opponent. So you're not playing a second Mac school, but you're also playing a team that you're going to beat. Would be kind of, you know, Indiana when they're not good. You know, that kind of game would be that second game. And I think that's how you could get a Kansas or a Kansas State or an Iowa State to come to your place, but you're not going to. I'm I'm not going to Ames, Iowa to play a football game. I'm sorry. And that makes people say, oh, that's why Notre Dame – People, people hate Notre Dame because you think, yeah, okay, yeah, Notre Dame doesn't have any business playing in Ames, Iowa. Does nothing for them. Whereas, you know, Iowa State coming to play in South Bend would be better, good for their program. Absolutely. So, and then here's the final piece to my schedule. Now, I'm gonna before I say this, we we will answer questions if you have them. So, if you guys have some questions that you want to ask, either about the schedule or about anything else, start getting them in now. Because if we don't have any, then we'll just we'll just wrap this thing up. But here's the other aspect of this. I'm not sure what the NCA rule is on this, but I every four years would schedule a game in Hawaii because you don't have to play them. It's not a home and home. It's I'm going to play at Hawaii and I would schedule it as the last game of the year. And the reason I would do it like that, maybe it's every five years, five years. I'd have to think about how it works. But I would want every kid who goes to my program at least for four years to have a chance to go finish a game, you know, finish the season in Hawaii. Because you can get your 13th game in that way. So you don't have to drop one of the other 12, you know, and, and you're getting your kids out there. Plus, Notre Dame has had success recruiting the state of Hawaii. Absolutely. And if they're going to show respect to Hawaii, by saying, look, we'll come out and play you. Because think about the financial boost that that community would get that week. Right. Right. From playing Notre Dame and the month, you know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff like that. I think that would be a, a really big boost to the state. I think they would appreciate that. Huge destination trip for fans. Yeah, Every native Hawaiian that I know has a tremendous amount of pride in their state. And if you show respect to them and their state, they're going to, they're going to I mean, like to me, it's like, I feel like the few people I've known from Hawaii, like it, it takes a while to win them over, but when you win them over, man, you've got an ally for life you know, very loyal. And, and so, and I think, like I said, if you do it every four years or five years, I'd have to think through it, but every four years is what I'm initially thinking. You're pretty much guaranteed. There's, there's a very high odds that every kid that goes to your program is going to have a shot to go there. There's going to be the occasional kid that only stays three years that, you know, showed up the year after you played Hawaii leaves the year before you go back. But you know, those are the superstars. They're not going to feel too bad about it because they're first or second round draft picks. You know what I mean? But like kids that stay through your program are getting a chance to play a game on Hawaii. And then every few years you get that 13th game. 
that 13th data point. I think that'd be a pretty cool thing because you can't do it every year. There's rules against that. And so you, but those years I would, I would like every four years I'd add Hawaii. So I'm not sure what does everybody, I'd be curious kind of what people think about that. Like, Brandon likes it. To cover the game. Yeah. Right. No, I, I mean, yeah, you have to figure out how you're going to pay yourself to go out there because I'm flying myself out. Right. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but uh, I'll get you a credential, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that would be my thing. So, yeah, so that's the schedule, Vince. I, I think those are some very intriguing options. I, I do yeah. like, I do like the idea of of mixing up the conferences. Like you'd made a point, like trying to get to every part of the nation, every like at least every other year, you're getting a game in every part of the Northwest or the West Coast, or in, you're in the Southeast. So every other year, you're at least going to be in the West Coast because you're going right. to play USC. In case you're going to get in the Northwest, in case you're going to get to the Southwest, like down in Arizona, Western Texas, you're going to get in the Southeast, all those type of things. I think it makes a lot of sense. And and I think if you schedule it with some sort of, okay, here's what we're going to do. It's going to be this league, this league, this league, like we talked about, it makes it a little easier to know kind of who you're looking for and who you can plug in there into those situations. But I really, the Hawaii thing and the making the schedule more of three games, home, home, home and away, neutral site shamrock is really the way that i would go with some of those bigger rivals like you don't do that with usc you don't do that with your traditional rivals you know you, you wouldn't do that necessarily with like if you're going to play miami or florida state every year it'd more be about when you play an sec school when you play a big 12 school when you play a big 10 school that's not a traditional game those are the games it's like if you're going to schedule it we're going to schedule three games we're going to play a home game we're going to play an away game and we're going to play a neutral site game and those are the questions. Those are the, that's the way that I would go about putting my schedule together. Any final thoughts on that part of events? I just think that uh, Jack, Jack needs to get a hold of us and just have us do the schedules. I would I do mean, that. I, he wouldn't have to pay I, that much. Just like get us some Politos. A couple of days we're working on it. You know, it'd be like that scene in uh, remember the movie Dave. Yeah. You know, like him and his buddy was in. It was in. You know, as a was he an accountant? They figure the whole national budget out over lunch. You know. <laughs> yeah, with a pencil. But a p- pad and pencil. Figure it all out over lunch. So that'd be us figuring a schedule out over lunch. Yeah, yeah I think we no do doubt. it. Frankly, yeah, no just doubt. give us the phone numbers of every AD in the country, and we're on it. We got it. Yeah, got this. Got this. <laughs> no doubt.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.